pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. K-O-N-E, Lubbock. The Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pre-Game on 101.1. The Beard, starring News Channel 11's Pete Christie. Inside the Red Raiders publisher, Jarrett Johnson. The Beard sports director, Sean Dillon. And host of the Rockin' Pre-Game, Jeff Scott. All right, welcome to the Rockin' Pre-Game today. So uh, coming up on today's show, who's visiting the Red Raiders this weekend? It's a big visit weekend. Major Everhart commits to TCU. We'll talk about that a little bit. What hits and misses have this coaching staff made in West Texas? Also, will the double T still stand tall with the new South End Zone project? More for Mark Adams. And will rock or roll? We'll explain the rules later, Pete, in case you forgot over the week. And give you our score predictions for today's game. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame. Let's get going with the Rockin' Reality Jack. All right. Well, I tell you what, this time of year, man, this is when college football is at is at its best, I think. I'm having October fun. I don't know about around. you. But oh, man. man. So I love it. Fun. I love yeah. it. I mean, it's, there's so many great games and so many unexpected things. I mean, it's crazy. Texas oh, is not back. Oklahoma wins. Whoa. So what was it? Four, was it 51? 54-48. 54? Did they score a touchdown no. at the end or kick a field goal? What happened? Uh, I've got 54-48 at the final. They must. Okay. Well, then 48. They must have scored a touchdown then. They must have scored a touchdown. because they one were, second left. Okay. So OU beats Texas. OU beats Texas. Listen, man, I'm telling you. Texas is not What bad. a comeback. This is why what college football is so enjoyable is that you just never know, man. I mean, there's so many. I love college football. Man, how, how much was 33-yard touchdown How much was UT run? up in the first half? They were up like, well, at one point at they least, were up 28-7. Yeah. to seven. I can't yeah. remember what it was at the, at the half, but it, they were significantly up. I remember OU kicked a field goal right before halftime, and I was thinking, okay, they're kicking a field goal because they know they get the ball in the second half and, you know, taking right. the safe route. They were significantly down, and Texas was, like, owning OU. I mean, they were destroying them. Yeah, no, they and, were. And uh, OU came back in the second half, and dang, man. I got to you know, y'all Kennedy know. Brooks. I've, I've talked about, you know, my daughter goes to OU, which is probably not a popular thing, but this was her first OU Texas game. Oh, that's cool. She was so excited to be there. She was texting me in the first half, oh, my gosh, what is happening? I can't believe this. And I was like, just hang in there, you know, it'll be all right. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm sure I'm about to get blown up with text messages from her about how excited she is. But, man, I tell you, though, college football, no matter who you root for, you just love college football. Man, what a – it's just so – it's so great. To, to speak to that, Jeff, too, and I know people hate UTNOU, and rightfully yeah. so. I yeah. get it. You know, right, you right. Know, but uh, that game, I, I had the opportunity to cover that a couple times yeah. back in the day. That, that That's one that lives up to the hype. Yeah. Today, that's that's another major chapter. Oh, that yeah. That comeback, yeah. you know, in, in the history of this – well, that rivalry, well so. and you know what's crazy about it too is I mean in and why you just always know anything can happen in that in, in rivalry games particularly. And you know, Tech's got a rivalry game against TCU coming up today. Who knows what's gonna happen? But you know, for OU, you know, Spencer Rattler comes in as the you know, the Heisman hopeful guy. Man, they pulled him in the first half and put in uh the most popular guy on any team, the backup quarterback. <laughs> but but you know what? He he delivered 
And uh, I don't know. Like I said, it's just college football is so much fun. I just love watching games on Saturday. Does that remind you of tech situation? I mean, Tyler Shuck's got you know yeah. a high draft NFL draft grade, kind of you know obviously like yeah. Rattler, and then yeah. uh, but then Columbia comes in, and I mean, come on, the, we're going to talk about this, but the offense has looked better with Columbia. It's it just, has. Those are it the facts. In, in Columbia, you know, it's crazy. Every time that guy has played. He has really moved the ball well, yeah. and and he may not be the sexiest uh, guy that everybody wants. Right. But man, you, you want a give sexy quarterback? Him. You know what I'm saying? I sexy in football saying. terms, Pete. But uh, yes, but no. But it, it's like he he comes in and he gets the job done. You got to go. Wow, hey, he's you know? tough. He's poised. He obviously has some moxie to him. You know? Right. All right. Yeah. It's uh. It. So so yeah. So great day in college football. You've got. I guess Baylor rolled West Virginia today. 25-20. Which shows how crazy it is again because, you know, you're looking at Tech beat West Virginia. West Virginia almost beat OU. OU beats Texas. Texas beats Tech. Destroys (laughs) them. And, you know, you can't. We always talk about the the transitive property in mathematics. I know we don't do a lot of math here. But (laughs) but it's like when when one team beats this team by this many, and, you know, you start thinking, well, that means that this team should beat this team. But then this team does this, and. You just never know. It is chaos. It's a week-to-week week. Week proposition. Yeah. By design, really. Yeah. And what a yeah. difference a week makes. After yes. that trashy performance against Texas, none of us picked them to beat West right. Virginia. And, right. and what a job they did. And yeah. now uh, we're on that roller coaster. We're yeah. hoping they can beat TCU. And here comes Kansas. They could be 6-1. and one. But tonight, huge game. Night games at the Jones are special. But blackout games at the Jones are even more special. Yeah. Uh, and Sonny Cumbie talked about, you know, how uh, the fans really have a job tonight. I mean, they can get on TCU, and uh, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. You know, legends are always made in night games at the Jones. I can't wait to see who that's steps why they up say, tonight. That's why you play the games, yeah, man. Let's you do can it. look at stuff on paper. You can look at stats all day. But when it comes down to it, it's man, true. it's it's why you play the game. And tonight with, uh, you know, the games on ESPN, it's a blackout. Saturday night in Jones Stadium traditionally. Awesome. Man, it's, throwback it can be uniforms, crazy. Throwback uniforms, which yes. is incredible, too. And I love those uniforms. They've got the throwback double T. I wish, in fact, that's what I'm wearing today on my Looks pullover. Great. I wish they'd go back to that that throwback double T, man. That Coolio is, the best is here. Coolio. Yeah, okay, Coolio, that, that's that might right. have ruined it. No, no, that's no, all right, man. It's Coolio. Coolio. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of us olds yeah. Yeah. there, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? To remember yeah, but that. you know what? I even think so. kids are in college right now. They can jam to Coolio. I think they appreciate it. I mean, I think they get it, you know. And uh, the crowds at Raider Alley have been awesome have with, like, Walk a Flock of Flame and uh, Shaq. Shaq was there. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been it's been an atmosphere like you haven't seen at Tech in a while. And I oh, think yeah. it's great. some excitement. Students have been staying for the games. And, and uh, you know, man, I'll tell you, if Tech can manage to, to knock off TCU tonight, which is entirely possible, yes. I mean, you're, you're talking about 5-1. and one. And that's really what yeah. my rock and reality check is, Jeff, to be honest. Well, go for it, then, because uh, I know we jump keep, into it. Yeah, we're talking is about everything that, here. But. What an opportunity the Red Raiders have tonight. Um, look, we've been doing this show. This is our sixth season. This is my ninth consecutive season covering Texas Tech exclusively. This is one of the biggest opportunities they've had in that time. And the fact that, like you said, they're 4-1. you got Kansas coming up next week. You win this game. I mean, look, I know week to week you got to show up and all that. But I think it's safe to assume you start 6-1. and one. So That means you're bowl eligible by mid-October. Bowl eligible by mid-October. I mean, and this is a team that hasn't been to a bowl since 2017. So, like, like you said, uh, TCU, in-state, Big 12 rival, one of your biggest rivals on, on the recruiting trail. They're here. And, look, they're a good team. If Tech doesn't show up tonight, they'll get beat. Yeah. They will. 
they'll get embarrassed if they don't show up. Right. But if they do show up, if the team that showed up in, in Morgantown, the team that showed up in Houston for the second half at least, right, right. shows up tonight, then I, I think they can win. I mean, to me, I, I, I think they're the favorite in that regard if the right team shows up. Especially, I don't know if anybody out there listening, if you saw TCU's game against Kansas, if you saw uh, their game against Texas, their run defense, this is not the TCU run defense we're used to. They gave up 204 yards a game on the ground, over five yards uh, per carry on the, on the ground. This is their first road game of the season. Everything is set up there. Like Pete was saying about night game, blackout, throwbacks, homecoming. Everything is right there. It's yeah. a tremendous opportunity for the Red Raiders. The only question is, are they going to seize the moment or not? And I can't wait to find out. Well, we'll see tonight. I think uh, I've heard, you know, Dawson Deaton should be back yep. tonight. I think Easy is going to be Fields back. Fields, too. And, yeah, Fields. And then we're not sure, but Taj Brooks. I yeah, don't know. I don't it know doesn't look likely yeah. about him. But, you know, Sir Roderick is, I mean, he was the guy. He was your starter coming in. Yeah. So it's not the worst he's thing that better, he's better. the guy. Right, you yeah. Tell. You know, yeah. He's his if he can stay healthy, that's always a knock on him as he just seems to get dinged up a lot. But, uh, Pete, what's your rock and reality check well, today? Well, you know, Matt Wells, this is a, another opportunity to practice what he has preached about making the Jones a scary place to come play. He does not want to lose any games at home. You know, we're not playing Oklahoma or Texas this week at home. It's TCU. Tough test. His guys have got to show up, and they got to bring it tonight. What an opportunity. And if they let this one slip away, yeah. this is one we're going to circle at the end of the year. I mean, they got to get this one tonight. And, of course, uh, you know, the sidebar is Sonny Cumbie going against his former team. He was with yeah. TCU seven years. Uh, we asked him about it Tuesday afternoon after practice, uh, and he broke down and started crying and said I needed, wow. I needed a couple seconds. But, you know, Gary Pat Patterson gave me an opportunity, and, and I hold that in high regard. Now, of course, I want to beat him tonight. We're, we're, we know they're going to bring everything they can at us. Uh, it's an opportunity for Cumby to prove himself, too. You know, the last two years, TCU beat Tech when they had Cumby. Now he's back with the Red Raiders. Uh, you know, all the things are lined up, but the bottom line is the players have got to play and bring it tonight. And you know, I mean, how personally for him, yes. he wants to get this victory. So, man, he that's, tried that's what, not to break down, and he did. And that's that, what makes college football yes. so great is that emotion and those yes. kind of stories, though, man. There's just so much on the line. We didn't even mention, uh, you already said something about you know all the recruits that are in town. They already picked up a commit earlier today. Uh, which I'm pretty excited about. We'll talk about later. But then also, of course, the new, I guess, Womble 2. Right. What are we going to call it now? We have the Womble. No, what are yeah, we they, they don't want to call it the WTF, but I guarantee that's what everybody's going to call it. They don't want to call it the Deuce either, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but I mean that. The Womble training facility. Yeah, the WTF, man. I yeah. mean, that's probably what it's going to be. Right, but right. I mean, that. I don't know, just the details of that, the two-story, uh, double the, the square footage, the fact it's going to be, it's going to connect with the indoor. I mean, that's really exciting. I mean, there are some really exciting things yeah. going on at Raiderland, but they got to do it. They got to win that moment. Got to win. I mean, I, I just, I wish, you know, I wish, you, I wish that uh, these young kids and young men could really understand the opportunity they have collectively for their team this season, but then also individually. I mean, winning today could set the, the, the team up for this season and then their own individual goals come true right. through that. So it's just like, oh, it's just right there. This is an attainable goal where in a lot of years past, it was like just hoping, right? You yeah. know, like hoping yeah. all the stars align. No, it's there. Just go, you know, go get it. Well, it's uh, you know, as we head into uh, tonight's kickoff at six o'clock, it's TCU for homecoming. Uh, Matt Wells talked to the uh, Rock and pregame earlier this week. Told us about the importance of that win against West Virginia. Probably validates a lot of the things that we've been coaching these guys 
um, on and, and really straining to try to achieve in terms of the culture of the program. That was a big week around here for us, just in terms of um, having tough conversations, owning a, a loss, an embarrassing loss at that, and uh, then having to regroup and uh, kind of fix the defense or make sure we get it fixed, and then doing it without eight guys. You know, an all-conference center, a starting QBs, best receiver in the Big 12, our leading rusher. Three of our top six DBs. That was kind of hard. You know, it's hard going on the road and doing that against a very good team, very, very well-coached team in a tough atmosphere and um, very satisfying, you know, as a coach to see these guys pull together and be very resilient, show a ton of grit, find a way to uh, start fast, which we have not done, find a way to finish strong and find a way to win, execute multiple situations throughout the game as good as I've ever been around in terms of situational football. Really, really good. Really proud of our guys. Shows you the power of team. Shows you the power of we. And uh, we just got to play off of that and uh, continue to allow that to kind of allow us to, uh, you know, tighten our focus up for this week for TCU. There's a lot of meat on that bone from that quote from yeah. Coach Wells. And I, I think it gets to the heart of matter heart of the matter in terms of I have a question for y'all is did we learn more from Tech getting blown out and embarrassed yeah, we can't really overstate how, how bad that loss was in Austin or do we learn more from Tech coming back facing all the adversity they did I mean I'm not saying West Virginia's Bama but it was on, more but winning on the road, on the road yeah. without all those guys that he mentioned like I still am like how did they do it you know uh, and there were a couple of things they were focused they didn't make a lot of mistakes uh, you know, and they fixed their defense. They were actually lined up, and, 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 they, and they competed, and they got off to a fast start. So I want to ask Jeff, Pete, which, which game did we learn more about Tech? I thought it was last week. I mean, I really yeah. do. I mean, they, they could have rolled over like so many teams in the past yes. and just given up. And for them to jump out early but then lose the lead, and then it's tied, and then that last drive, I mean, he finds – Geiger on a great play, and, and they, they didn't panic, and it, it's the backup quarterback, uh, you know, Henry Columbia, and it's, you know, Geiger, it's not easy. I mean, they were missing so many people, and guys all stepped up. Who's next? It's not me, it's we, and the we got it done last week. They need to get it done tonight. And I agree with you. I think last week was more important because, you know, you go to Texas, and that was a terrible performance. I mean, they weren't ready. It was terrible, and they could have cashed it in right then, given up. But the fact that they uh, that they came back against West Virginia on the road, a very tough place to play, performed like they did, and then you couple that with the way they came back in the second half against Houston. I mean, that that yeah. wasn't easy either. That was a nice indication that this team is maybe a little different in some of the Tech teams of the past where they do have the capability of being resilient, bouncing back. So I do think that last week's game was, was a nice indication where maybe this team is compared to some of the teams of the last five years. They handle yeah. adversity so much better. Yeah. yeah, totally. And that's yeah. a big part of this sport, yeah. or any sport, or life, you know, in general, is you're going to get knocked down. But you mentioned the Houston win. That win continues to look better and better as they've right. five straight now. Yeah. You know, and they've been dominating, folks. Now they haven't played a tough schedule. Did they beat Tulane? Yeah, last they night crushed Tulane yeah. Thursday yeah. night. But then uh, Tulsa, who I think gave OU a pretty good game, yeah. uh, you know, they destroyed Tulsa. So, I mean, Houston's looking pretty good. That win is looking, like I said, better and better. All right. So when we come back here, the
the uh, visitor list for this weekend is really good. This is a this is a big recruiting weekend, and hopefully, Tech is able to close some uh, some of these uh, this weekend. We'll go kind of over that list a little bit, get you updated. There was a commit uh, earlier today. There was also a uh, you know plus I mean you know they they missed out on a guy that they really yeah, it's wanted as well. All connected, Jeff. We'll, I'll connect yeah. all the dots there, but all that's connected. So. I can't wait to hear it. So. Uh, Grab one of the official uh, rockin' pregame show Bud Lights today and buckle in and get ready. We're getting you ready for everything you need to know about the game tonight and the future of Texas Tech with some recruiting updates coming up next here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on 101.1 The Beard. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on 101.1 The Beard. Sponsored by Cotton Court Hotel, E-Equipment, and Weston Water Well Drilling and Pump Service. Inside the RedRaiders.com recruiting. Yeah, there's certain weekends every year of the football season that are really your big weekends for recruiting, and this is definitely one of the bigger ones for uh, Texas Tech. The visitor list really good this weekend, and Jared Johnson inside the Red Raiders. Uh, dot com who I mean follows all the recruiting stuff if you like recruiting you want to follow it make sure you uh, get on inside the red Raiders dot com so uh, Jarrett what can you tell us about this uh, visitor list this weekend yeah first off all this is connected so I want to start let's start off with the negative then we'll continue to get more positive and positive so by the time we get out of this y'all be feeling good about uh, red Raider <laughs> that, that would be nice right? thank you uh, so major Everhart was has been a top uh, target for Texas Tech for a long time, really over a year out of Amarillo, Tascosa. He's a really good player. I'm a huge fan of his. Now, he committed to TCU, all right? Uh, Tech, you know, look, they tried really hard. They made quite the push uh, for Everhart. They, they missed out. That's just the bottom line. And there's no sugarcoating it. He's going to, uh, you know, obviously in-state in-conference rival. He has some family he mentioned on uh, Horn Frogs Blitz, which is a you know sister site on 24-7, the TCU site. Uh, Jeremy Clark, who does a great job over there, interviewed Major Everhart, who said basically he has family in Fort Worth. That played a big part of it. Uh, so, look, they missed out. But it's connected. So, fast forward to this weekend, big visitor weekend. Uh, one of those uh, big visitors uh, was none other than Gavin Freeman out of uh, Oklahoma City Heritage Hall, which may sound familiar. Uh, right, Jeff? Yeah, well. Wes Welker. That's right. So uh, basically, they missed out on their top target as, as kind of a slot receiver, Major Everhart. They have been recruiting Gavin for a long time. They may have offered him anyways. They may not. I don't, you know. Uh, but you know, this is one of those things that happened. And I don't know if y'all remember how Wes Welker ended up being a Red Raider, but that was like very late in the process. Oh yeah. You know? So this kind of thing happens in recruiting all the time. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen like this, but I've seen it play out so many times that the second guy on the list or the third guy on your list that you actually get ends up being that star. You know what's crazy is Heritage Hall, you know, I mean, I lived up in Oklahoma City for about 10 years, and it's funny because of all the high schools up there, Heritage Hall is not one that, that is, is on the map oh, yeah, really yeah. big. I mean, it's a, pri- I think it's it's a, a private, private school, school yeah. yeah. So you don't hear a lot about it, but to find some hidden gems at Heritage Hall, I mean, yeah. you know, they're, they're kind of overlooked sometimes. And so to look back at, you know, history of like Wes Welker and guys like that pulling out those hidden gems, man, this could really work out good. It, it, it can. And the way it happens, I mean, so uh, Thursday, I believe, is when Everhart committed officially to TCU. We knew about it, of course, all, all week. Um, but so, and, and Texas Tech had a you know knew that was coming as well. Uh, so, Gavin Freeman was already coming. He was already on the visitor list. He 
gets in town Friday, and he was he him and I were DMing, and he was like, "Man, I'm so excited, you know, about the game." And you know, uh, Tech is a is a dream is the dream school for me. And uh, so he gets offered Friday night, and I told everybody on inside the Red Bears, like, "This guy's gonna commit really soon." I mean, get ready for it. Lo and behold, this morning he makes an official announcement that he committed. And I want to give people an idea. Okay, so who is Gavin Freeman? Who is this guy from Heritage Hall uh, High School in Oklahoma City? He's a 5'10", 175. 170 pound uh, slot receiver, but that doesn't tell the whole story. This coaching staff really likes versatile players. Like almost every commit is a guy who plays on both sides of the ball, even at, at the bigger schools, not just at like a private school, um, and guys that play multiple sports. Now, Gavin Freeman, or he does, he doesn't come off the field for Heritage Hall. So I'll give you an idea of what he did last season. Last season, he ran for 246 yards and two touchdowns, caught 35 passes for 702 yards and nine scores. Finished with 63 tackles, including one for loss, one forced fumble, one pick six, two punt return touchdowns, and a kick return touchdown. All right, Through five games this year, he already has 28 catches for 534 yards and five touchdowns, 16 tackles, two forced fumbles, one interception, one fumble recovery, a field goal block, and a punt return TD. Could you repeat that, please? No, just kidding. That was the fourth one. <laughs> yeah, right. right. So, yeah. uh, you know, there are actors who can do that. I'm not that guy. They can just do the take over and over again. No. Uh, even, even with the script in front of me. But, no, I... Uh, this guy is impressed. If you watch his film, you're going to be really excited. Go to Huddle, just Gavin Freeman, Heritage Hall, and uh, he'll be really excited. Of course, I have the free story on uh, what? Sean's laughing at me. I'm laughing at you because Gavin Freeman just walked by and said hi to the rock. He did? I missed it. Oh, was that him? That oh, was the, just a oh. couple seconds ago. His mom was like, I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Yeah. Oblivious here. I'm, I'm, you know what's funny is about, you know, you're talking about Heritage Hall and everything. You know, Wes Welker came from there. and that So Tech fans hear Heritage Hall, and if you're really a super Tech fan, you know that. Right. But it, it always is interesting to me that you there, there's always a tendency to discount commits from schools like that right. because, you know, you just go, well, yeah, but that's a private school. That's what. But you know what? The, the, the world we live in these days where more and more people are deciding to send their kids to private school because yes. of what's happening in public schools these days, you know, just because a guy goes to a private school doesn't mean he's, he's not a, a great college player. I mean, I just think sometimes we have a tendency to kind of go, well, yeah, he's playing for a private I mean, school, but, man. Tebow was homeschooled. Right, yeah, right. there mean, you I'm, go, I'm, yeah. He's yeah. one of the greatest of all time. And he yeah. was playing in the homeschool association in Florida. Right? right, and I just think that sometimes we see that, and our first reaction is to go, well, yeah, but. But, no, that doesn't mean anything anymore, I don't think. It doesn't. So. Thank you, Pete. Pete, with the assist there. Yeah. West Texas wind blowing stuff off the table here. Uh, but you can't beat Pete, man, uh, even in manners. He's got those manners. Uh, so, big visitor weekend. Get to that. Uh, first guy I want to mention, actually, uh, another Tascosa guy. Um, who in, Look, there's some 2022 uh, guys here, uh, especially some commits we'll talk about. Uh, well, I'll go ahead and say Hut Graham is one. Uh, I really like he's a he's another one of those versatile guys plays quarterback, uh, but he's uh, been recruited as a safety. Jocelyn Malaska, another guy from Oklahoma uh, who plays some receiver, but he's been recruited at cornerback. Um, and then Sheridan Wilson out of Argyle, Texas established a nice pipeline to Argyle, and uh, he's he's a highly rated offensive lineman who has offers from most of the schools in the Big 12. But really, where this list is impressive is with the 2023 class and the first guy now i want to mention from that is avion carter who's also from uh amarillo tascosa where major everhart uh is from six four 250 pound four-star defensive lineman he told me uh was yesterday or the day before that this is his third trip 
to Texas Tech. He's really excited about the game. So this is a, you know, opportunity again. I keep going back to that word, but it's a great opportunity for this coaching staff and the program to show what they have to offer and, uh, you know, what kind of excitement uh, that we all have seen and witnessed before here at the Jones. That you know, for, for a blackout in a night game. Um, and then I can't believe this is like the sixth guy I'm mentioning, but Tech's top quarterback target for the 2023 class out of Dripping Springs, Austin Novosad, is also going to be here. He told me he was really looking forward to the game. And this guy, he's not like, what's funny is normally Tech offers guys that are more like, have more stars or higher rated, but Novosad is a guy who has offers from everybody. He just, the dude needs an update. I'm just going to be honest, 24-7 needs to update this guy's uh, recruiting rankings because, I mean, he holds offers from really everybody he wants. But the thing about him is that he came out here this summer for a camp, and out of all the guys that Sonny Cumbie saw, he, uh, he offered Novosad. It was kind of early in the process for Novosad. He's, he's received a lot of offers since then. But he told me that Sonny Cumbie pulled him aside and said, look, I'm offering you because out of the hundreds of quarterbacks I've seen throw, you're the one. You're wow. the guy I want. So I really like that approach. I don't like that with every position, but with quarterbacks, find out, see them in person, evaluate, as Cumbie did. Obviously, Sonny Cumbie knows what he's doing. Uh, zero in on who you want, and then go after him. Don't offer three or four guys with quarterback. Right. Offer a guy, of course, already have a rapport with somebody else just in case, but in terms of offering and showing that love with quarterbacks, I think you really got to do it. You got to zero in on them. See, I, I think you're right. I think that of, of all positions on the field, you have to you have to love the quarterback. Yes. I mean, you have to because yeah. that those guys, man, so they so much they, rides they, on what they do. Right? Yeah. I mean, we saw oh, today yeah. in the Oklahoma yeah. game, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. look at both sides, Oklahoma and UT. Yeah. They're both going with guys now that weren't their starters coming out of fall camp, right. and they're better because of it. Right. We just mentioned Tech. Look, Tyler Shuck. I actually thought he did. He, uh, he showed some things. He played well, but if you don't admit that the offenses look better with Columbia, then you're just lying. Right. Are the Those are the facts. Yeah. You know? it, I mean, isn't that strange how one guy can win the starting job and then another guy? I mean, really, I, it's almost like Columbia, bless his heart, it's like they didn't want to have to play him, but I swear, every time that guy has played, yeah. he is always he seems to have always answered the bell and, and looked pretty dang good. Well, if you remember, uh, all the way back in spring when we were doing the show, I was like, man, he looks good, y'all. I mean, I, Tyler Shuck's the guy. He's already been annoyed the savior, but I'm just saying, oh, by the way, Columbia, I haven't seen him throw a, ball, a bad ball, and I actually asked uh, Cumbie about that at, like right after the uh, spring game. He was like, you're right. He's yeah. been consistently good all spring. He doubled it up with yeah. a really good fall camp, but at that point, Shuck was the guy. you know. Right. And you mentioned sexy. You can mention whatever term right, you want. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that works. It's all right. You know uh, what I mean by that. Angry Pete, you know, yeah. Angry Pete was like, what? But uh, <laughs> You know what I mean by sexy. I mean, it's just like when you hire a head coach. There's a sexy head coach hire, and then there's one that makes you go, nah. It's he has all the measurables. Right. I was just right. checking. Which you could also okay, say you, is Pete. awkward. But, you know, yeah. I assume. Thank you, and Pete. I was yes. right. Yes. I've, I've, got, I've got a long history of staunch heterosexuality, just so you know. <laughs> All right, there you go. What he's he's, he's defending his uh, orientation there. So, all right. Can we check, please? But all I do right. want to say, uh, look, I, I do want to say that uh, to have these guys, one of your top defense, your, your top defensive lineman target, your top quarterback target on campus. There's uh, there's dozens more guys, yeah. and they're good. They're good prospects. I mean, again, like, how many guys do you think are here? Well, I've been at told, least. Oh, I've been told like oh, like seventy. Okay, so it's a it's I a huge weekend. I haven't confirmed that, but I. 
a very good source. It's a monster weekend with tons of recruits. And the only other weekend that could rival this probably is the OSU weekend. Oklahoma State's going to be big, but, yeah. you know, Kansas State, they'll have guys here for that. You know, right, all the right. home Big 12 games, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll have. But, yeah, this one, uh, and, then, and then Oklahoma State, you're right. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. All right, man. There is nobody that is on the ball on recruiting like Jarrett and inside the RedRaiders.com. I'm telling you, if you were serious about following recruiting and you want to know what's going on, you got to get on inside the RedRaiders.com. Subscribe. I promise you it is worth it, and you're going to know everything. All right, so when we come back here, we've got yeah, the pressures on. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk some more Red Raider football, though, because, uh, you know, it is homecoming. Texas Tech, TCU tonight. And, uh, man, there's, there's, I tell you, it's crazy. This, this game is really, uh, you know, everybody likes that, you know, Texas is the rival and all. But, man, I tell you, when Tech and TCU get together, man, that is, a, that is always a great, purple great Aggies. football. Yeah, the Purple <laughs> Aggies, man. And we're enjoying today, not only are we enjoying, uh, you know, we've always got the official beer of the uh, Rocket pregame, Bud Light, but also some uh, delicious, these are T-Bones, or what are these, Sean? Is this? The, the, these are T-Bones. Right off, Sean, Sean is our grill master here on the Rockin' Pregame, and we get our meat from Cattleman's Pride Meat Company. If you love grilling steaks and briskets and things, especially on game day, my goodness, get to, get to Cattleman's. Boy, they, they have got some great cuts of meat, and we are enjoying it today. When we come back here, uh, we're going to talk some more Red Raider football hits and misses from west texas as far as recruiting goes also big news on the uh, womble east it's it's what's going to be referred to as the w2 the wtf although tech officially i don't think they want people to call it that but <laughs> i'm sorry but that's what's going to happen you know that's the way tech fans are once you say please don't do that oh it's happening that's a yeah. guarantee that's what's going to happen so uh we'll talk about that more if you've missed out on any of uh, what's happening with the new football training facility. Man, it's it's awesome, and we'll talk about it coming up next. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on 101.1 The Beer. Sponsored by Meineke, Sacco, and Bud Life. Texas Tech Football. All right, Texas Tech football. Yes, uh, here we are. It's the Rockin' pregame, getting ready for Tech and TCU. It's the homecoming game. Six o'clock kickoff tonight. The game is on ESPN. is the nationally televised game. It is a blackout. That always is. It, that that is one of the best atmospheres for Tech football. And it's throwbacks. And yes. do you know the significance of these throwback uniforms? Yes, it's the Zach Thomas. Uh, Interception against Texas A&M. Very nice. Thank 1995. You. Very and good. you know it's the battle for the saddle. Right? That's right. Huh? Listen, I've got, hey, I'm the only one here on the set here that has my actual throwback double T uh, pullover on, too. This is like the greatest double T logo. Did you, did you I get think. one? Yeah, well, you it, have one of these. Right, Where but is it, man? it's long sleeve and it's like 99 degrees, Jeff. It doesn't matter, so if you Pete. you look like a cretin, that's up to you. <laughs> it's <laughs> way too hot. <laughs> I'm sweating like a pig over here. I've lost at least 10 pounds. Well, do you think the players are sitting there going, oh, it's hot. I don't want to play. It's hot. It's going to be hot on the turf. I should wear, can we wear shorts? Are they oh, the You've got to get out there and you got to do whatever whatever's necessary, Pete. That kind of attitude is not going to get you anywhere. They, they did that versus Texas. Who are you? Shorts? Yeah, they were shorts, yeah. <laughs> who, who are you? You're not the Jeff I know. I know. No, I want I, my pessimistic Jeff no, back. No, but you know what's funny is I love this throwback and double it's thin. It's it, thin, it's, so it's, it's perfect. My, yeah, it's my favorite. No, I just this want to is point out that Pete has questioned your manhood and called you a creep. I know. We're on up into the first hour of the show. I know. This I, don't, awesome. I, don't, I don't know what's going on here. But that that listen, means I man. respect you. No, listen, I'm telling you, though, because this right. is legit. 
just so you know, Pete, yes. you know, Under Armour has your cold gear and right. your heat gear. Right. This is heat gear. This is meant to be worn in the hotter weather. What I'm wearing today, it's and a it pullover. Cools yes, it feels oh. great. This is that's what this is. Under Armour, that's over man. That's my head, dude. That's Harvard guys dude, doing stuff like that. That's why Tech wears Under Armour. They got the heat gear and yes. they got the cold gear. Yes. I wear the heat gear yes. on the hot games. The cold gear on the cold games. Come on, Pete. Get with the program, man. It's it's throwback double T day. I got you. Right here. Thank you. All Texas right. Texas Tech football. All right. All right. Let's talk about something that something you're passionate other than about. Wardrobe. No, something you're passionate about. <laughs> he's, really pa that he's really passionate about the double throwback double T. Which you know, I, I love, love it, one. man. I love it. It look it pops on those. Do you see those helmets you're gonna wear? They're they're my favorite. I wish they just the black back to that man. So yeah. so great. Anyway, yeah, the game tonight, though. All right, so what? So yeah, I was talking about uh, the game tonight. Um, man, this is uh, this uh, to me. This is uh, one of the more pivotal games on the schedule. You win this game, and you are really positioned to be. I mean, th this is a game to me. Tech has to win to really, really have a realistic shot at bowl el eligibility. You think so? I, no, yeah, uh, no, I'm not saying I'm, that's some kind of secret. I'm just saying, to me, this no, is a no, game no, I, you should win. Game it's at home. It's, a, but right. it's at home. I mean, the, in, right. TCU is a game you can and should win. I agree with everything you say except for Tech not having a, a good shot at be, being bowl eligible, even if they lose this game. they lose this game, you play Kansas the following week. You're more likely to go to five and two, even if you lose this game, right? You have five games to win one more. Yeah, so but, but, I, but who? But but you look at the rest of those games, though. OSU's not going to be easy. No. Baylor is not going to be no. easy. Kansas State is certainly not easy. I'm saying yeah. you need to get this game to really take some of the pressure off. There's no doubt about that. What this win does is beyond like take the pressure off, it gets the momentum going finally. Instead of this roller coaster, good game, right. bad game, good game, bad game. It's you win that that's back to back Big Twelve wins for the first time in uh, what, 2018, 2019, something like that. Or two thousand eighteen actually. And then obviously like we just said, you have Kansas coming up opportunity for a three game Big Twelve win streak. I don't, man, I gotta look back in the history book for that. How long I you know, has it been since two thousand thirteen <laughs> since you've done that? I mean I am really not sure. Uh, so Sean, I'm looking at you. Stats there. Uh, but no, I, I really he's like Hey, Sean's about to question my method. <laughs> no, but, uh, he won't question your wardrobe, though. Right. Oh, he might. Uh, anyways, no, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying in terms of like for Tech fans to look back at this game or this season as being like, hey, that was a really good season, and we can get behind this program. Tonight's a, a must-win in that regard. I feel right. Like. You know, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, and I'm not saying that if you lose this game, the season's lost. Right. I'm just saying. You got a, a team like TCU in your own home stadium on a Saturday night, yep. a blackout, yep. a great atmosphere. You need to win this game if you want to take the next steps to be the program you want to be. There's so many questions that will come out of this. If you, I mean, if you play hard and you lose a tough game against a rival, okay. But if you come out, you lay an egg, you don't look focused, you look undisciplined, I mean, there's going to be so many questions, right, coming oh, out yeah. like, what well, do we have here? Talks about they got to win every home game. I mean, they yeah. they they want to make the Jones special. This would be special. You can win every home game this year. Yes. I mean, right. You look at like the, for example, somebody doesn't have a dog in the fight. Really, ESPN Football Power Index. And they have Tech winning, I think, four more games or three more games. Right? No, four more games counting uh, tonight. Four. Yeah. So I mean, come on. That's you're talking about an eight-win season. So you win tonight, a lot of things start lining up. Kansas State, is that going to be easy? No. But, again, is it home? I mean, you're at least 
comparable in terms right. of talent, if not better, honestly. And then uh, Oklahoma State, I mean, you've played them well since right. Coach Wells has been here. So, I mean, there's some winnable games. And Baylor's tough, but who knows? We're talking about six weeks from now. Who knows who will even be playing? You know, like, will Bohannon right. be healthy? You know, all, all that. I mean, Donovan so many Smith questions. could be starting. Donovan Smith. Or, Seriously. Yeah, Baron Moore could be your guy. You yeah. know, you could be down to Baron Moore and Cameron Valdez and all your freshmen and everything. And same thing's true for Baylor. So, so many things could happen. But tonight, uh, like you said, you're getting some guys back. Everything's set up on the platter for you to take down an in-state conference rival. And, uh, man, I just – it is pivotal. I, it's one of the more pivotal games – since last week. <laughs> right. Well, that's what they I mean, say. The most important game is the next game. You know? No, it really is. I mean, just I just can't remember. How, like, I, I try to tell some of the fans, too, because, you know, he had the same negative people. I was like, look, there's a reason for optimism. Reality right now is you're 4-1. You won a game you shouldn't have on the road. You showed some moxie. You have a couple of good wins on your resume. You have a beatable uh, TCU team tonight with some winnable games left on your schedule. I mean, you can be optimistic. It's okay. Right. You know, because Tech fans aren't used to that right now. Well, well, that was just their second win under Wells on the road. Both are at West Virginia. They're 2-11. They could just play in Morgantown. Yeah, let's go uh, every week. Well, see, that, that's what is funny. And you all know, I mean, I'm always a pessimist, but it's years of following Texas Tech and always getting heart uh, heartbroken over things. I tend to sit back and go, yeah, well, we'll see. But this season, even though they're 4-1, I've talked to a lot of people around Lubbock, and, and it seems, it feels in many ways like it's one and four. Yeah. I mean, a lot of yeah. people don't feel it's four true. and one. Right. And you would think that four and one would be like, wow, four and one. But it almost feels like it's one and four. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I think that tech, the way they lost against Texas was a big part of it. And but, barely beating Stephen F. Austin, but getting the win, I mean. You know, I, I understand that, but when people say that, I just look at them like, do you understand sports? Do you understand football? I mean, that kind of stuff happens sometimes. If it's they hard to win. If they had lost, I would have been the most ardent critic. They yeah. didn't. They won. Right. And you move on. What do you, you tell I mean? these people when they say it feels like they're four and one? Do you say I think you're I agree dyslexic? with them, so they'll stop talking. Well, I right. usually I usually say you know what, I, and I do agree because I do feel like sometimes I I feel that way, and then I go, but yeah, four and one. That's that is better than one and four. But but I do think that after it's it's the years that we've lived through since 2009 that make everybody just naturally go, yeah, well, okay, let's see. I think people are waiting for the wheels to fall off, and I think that's a lot of the fan base has just gotten to that point, unfortunately, but it is what it is. But a win tonight, this would be yeah. the kind of win that would make people go, wow, okay, this thing may Here, be heading in the right direction. Put it in perspective. You win tonight, you probably win next week. That's three in a row. You're six and one. You're already getting top 25 votes. You're probably in the top 25. Yeah, you're I'm feeling serious. really good at that I mean, point. no, I mean, I think they're in the AP no, top I, 25 I agree with you. when they yeah. come back and host Kansas State if you win tonight and, of course, next weekend, Lawrence. All right. Well, uh, Texas Tech playing TCU tonight. It's uh, 6 o'clock kickoff. ESPN nationally televised game. It is a blackout. And uh, I've got a nice crowd starting to develop oh, yeah. down here around the Jones. And uh, when we come back here, yeah, we still need to get to uh, a little bit about the new uh, football facility. Uh, we'll get to some of that. And uh, also talk some Red Raider basketball uh, when we return here on the uh, Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pre. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pre-Game on 101.1 The Beer. Sponsored by Fortenberry Roofing, Wiley Implements, and Hub City Body Shop. 
Well, we're getting ready for Texas Tech homecoming game against TCU tonight. And uh, I guess Coolio is scheduled to perform at uh, Raider Alley. And he's is he running late? Is that what Apparently, it is? Apparently. I know he's in town. So people are saying he was supposed to perform. Uh, and some are walking out and some are waiting uh, impatiently. So I know it's hot today. Everybody stay Coolio out it's there. A it's a fantastic okay. voyage if the Red Raiders can win tonight. <laughs> we, got, we can go all day with these dad jokes. All right. Yeah. No kidding. All right. So, um. As we get you ready for the game tonight, uh, one of the the big uh, big announcements that happened this week was uh, you know Dusty Womble, who everybody knows about the Womble Basketball Facility, which is uh, you know the premier basketball facility in the nation, and has just you know it, I mean it's it's what an advantage for recruiting in basketball, but uh, Dusty Womble. You know, he believes in, you know, how important it is to have great facilities all for recruiting. He wants to win in football as well, and it was announced this week that, you know, he's uh, putting his money where his mouth is in $20 million, man. That's uh, to, towards a new football Thank facility. Thank you. I mean, they're literally going to demolish the current football facility and build a new two-story facility yeah. on that site. I, I really feel like it's important to express this. I'm not with the university. All right, I try and call it like I see it. I've seen a lot of people, even some people I really respect, kind of trash this as like, oh, they should donate money to the university. Okay, I understand. Uh, you know, somewhere else in the university. It's not their money. And second of all, people are like, didn't they just build a football facility like 17 years ago? That's ancient history when we're talking yes. about the arms race of Power 5 football. Y'all want Tech to win. You want the football program to be significant, to matter. You got you got to make these kind of investments. Dusty Womble spent and Ashley Womble spent their money toward doing this. And, and it's their money. They and, do whatever the hell they and want. And I really with want it. people to understand this. It was needed. That yeah. football facility compared. I've been A and M, TCU, you know, OU, Oklahoma State. I mean, there's no comparison. Tech yeah. is so far behind. He's be, he's becoming the T Boone Pickens. Of he Texas is. Tech. You Absolutely. gotta have that, though. Yeah, he's the guy. You except, gotta, except you gotta have that. Yeah. Except a nice dude, like a good dude. You and know? he's alive. He's nicer. And he's alive. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Very passionate about the no, red. But, but listen, so. I, I always, I always laugh. You know, people. There's always that that segment of the population who don't understand. They don't like sports. They don't right. follow sports. You know, it's like they're the kind of people that would come out to uh, view a a public uh, report of students' report cards. You know, to see what kind of grades they got. Listen, I get it. It's a college. It's all about academics, sure. But but athletics are what people people get excited about supporting a school. That's a lot of times it is your identity. That's how you get more students attracted to your school. And when somebody wants to donate money for better athletic facilities to put you on the map and get you a better image in the in, you know in the entire country, that sorry, but that is an important part of academics as well. People need to know that the current FTF in terms of recruiting purposes and operating uh, purposes was a black guy and was holding this program back. Yeah. All right. They don't have enough space, even for all the coaches in their offices. They don't have their locker room. They, you know, lipstick on a pig. It does look better than it did when they, when they upgraded. Right. They needed that. That was huge. Right. But I, I remember talking to Kingsbury about them really. How do you avoid the, the football transfer? So you can't, but he wanted to. They used to avoid the old locker room yeah. because they didn't want recruits to see it. I mean, you right. can't. You gotta be honest with these kids. You can't hide right. that kind of stuff. Right. You know. Now, even now that you have, you don't have it built. You can show them the renderings. You can say, "This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna have one of the nicest facilities out there. Let's come to Texas Tech." And then once they build it, I can't wait to see what it. You know. 
the dividends they get from it. See, and to me, academics, you know, people that sit there and complain about they should have given that money for scholarships for students, whatever. Look, let's face it. When? Academics is a is an individual pursuit. If you're going to go to college, you've made a decision. Right. You want to go to college. You want to excel on your own to get a better job. Right. I'm sorry, but athletics, that is a team in university pursuit and it requires a certain investment right. and certain uh, advantages necessary to compete and president skubanek said it himself yesterday that it's a big part of the brand i mean and look i was there i talked to uh the president i talked to uh kirby hokut while when we were in minneapolis and they were talking about how the applications were way up during that final four run sports matter that's why we're doing this that's why people <laughs> Pay us to do this, right? Sponsor right, yeah, us to do this yeah. because people care yeah. about sports. And if you want to compete, if you want to compete uh, in the, the Power Five, you want this thing to, to move forward, those kind of investments need to happen. And you know what? You know, everyone should just be thankful to have someone like, like the Wombles. I was just going to give a nice segue that the most season tickets for Red Raider basketball have been sold this year. That's right. Yeah, after the Dustin Womble Basketball Center. Yep. Now now we're going to have the football center. So uh, Dustin Womble came to uh, Matt Wells and asked him what uh, you know what what did he want in a uh, in a training center? You know, I uh, when Matt first came to town, um, one of the things I asked him is, you know, what can I do for you? And uh, pretty much consistently over his three years here, he's been uh, we need a new practice facility. So you know, that's been uh, the thought for quite some time is that's really the missing piece obviously we want to still do the south end zone uh, which is really the last remaining project here for the whole master plan uh, but um, at this time was we need the practice facility and, and upgrade the facility we have here so mr. Wobble's talking about practice facility so I, we talking practice we're talking about practice Pete uh, but I, there's people have been confused, and like we we're here all the time, so we're used to it. We're used to all the acronyms and everything. I want to make sure people know because even when I wrote the story, and in, in my opinion, I, you know, I stated it in plain English what they're doing. There's still a lot of confusion there, and I understand that. So when he means the practice facility, he's talking about the where the, like where they meet, where their locker rooms are, where they have the positional meetings where they, the coaches are. The indoor practice facility is the one, the SBC, as you see, the big red lights you'll see tonight on TV if, if you're out, you're not coming to the game. Uh, that's the, the one with the indoor track. And those two are going to be connected, all right, and to where it's going to be one of the biggest uh, development football development centers, as Kirby Hoka said, in the country. And uh, and Hokut makes uh, you know makes no bones about it. I mean, Tech wants to be like the gold standard for this type of stuff. We are not going to take a backseat to anyone or any program in this country. And the Red Raider Nation has demonstrated time and time again that that is the fact that we're not going to take a, a backstage. We have proven. You have proven, the Red Raider Nation, that we're going to provide our student-athletes with the very best facilities, uh, the very best support, the very best attendance uh, in the nation. Uh, we look at the Womble Basketball Center. It provides our men's and women's uh, basketball programs with the very best gold standard facility in this nation. The Cash Family Nutrition Center, again, is the gold standard in this nation for providing our student-athletes with the meals and the nutrition that it takes to fuel their body to be the very best. Uh, we're going to break ground in January on a new baseball clubhouse, again, the gold standard of 
providing the support for our program to continue to get back to Omaha. And people around the country still talk about the gold standard, the Sports Performance Center, not only an indoor facility for our football program, but also the best track and field facility in the country. Gold standard everywhere you look here at Texas Tech. People love winners, that's for sure. And uh, Kirby Hoka went on to tell the Rocket pregame about some more of the uh, features that uh, we can expect here. This two-story facility will approximately double the current square footage that our team has to operate within. And when connected to the $48 million Sports Performance Center, we will provide Texas Tech football with one of the largest football training and development centers in the country. This home for Texas Tech football, the Womble Football Center, will include one of the nation's largest strength and conditioning facilities, a state-of-the-art sports medicine center, a state-of-the-art nutrition center, team locker room, a team lounge, a recruiting area, uh, position meeting rooms, a team meeting theater, coaches and staff operation space. Tony Bradford asked me a couple of minutes ago that I think we could get a, a barber shop in the new Womble Football Center. I said, I think we can do that. I don't know if Schooler needs it or not, though. <laughs> All right, and uh, Kirby Hocutt uh, continued to talk about more on the uh, Womble training facility. I was sort of campaigning for the Womble training facility. My kids put the initials together and said, I don't know about that. And uh, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see where it ends up. All right, that's uh, Dustin Womble, the guy who put forward $20 million to make this thing happen. Uh, Kirby Hocutt uh, talked more about, you know, just making that investment into Texas Tech football. And we make known, and know there should be no mistake about it whatsoever, that through our ongoing investment into Texas Tech football is accelerating and is our primary area of focus for our athletics department as we continue to look towards the future. And Kirby Hoka was asked about, you know, does this officially really launch that, uh, that whole project for the south end zone? It absolutely does. And, you know, what I would like to say is today launches an investment into Texas Tech football that will be greater than anything that we've seen. Uh, it'll obviously include the football training facility building that we're standing in here today that will be the brand new Womble Football Center. And then I hope um, in conjunction with this project that we will finalize a south end zone project and that will be able to to come very uh, quickly after this project is is completed if not some overlap there we're talking about that timeline as we currently speak we're talking about the fundraising um, initiatives that go along with that that south end zone so um, you can believe that uh, that south end zone discussion is already taking place and is in the works Kirby Hoke out there, Athletics Director for Texas Tech. And, you know, football definitely is the driving factor. College athletics continues to change each and every day, and uh, there's no doubt that football is the driving factor in every decision that's made. And that's been the case for as long back as, as you can remember. So uh, things are changing, but some things will stay the same, and that is the importance of football's role into um you know, how an athletic department, how a, a university is viewed across the country and as decisions are made 
um, you know, the success of your football program is important. Yeah, and one final thing uh, we asked Kirby Hocutt was, uh, you know, plans for this green space you know, where the Coliseum used to be. It, it is a nice green space, but are they going to allow that to continue? Is there some kind of plan for that for the future? You know, there, there's been some ideas over the year, but we really like the way it's being utilized now with, uh, you know, become it's become our, our student tailgate area, uh, the student uh, interest and attendance in that space has grown tremendously um, you may have seen the energy that was out there with Waka Flocka uh, last home game I think you know uh, led by Robert Giovanetti our external team has done a great job in bringing students on campus uh, to tailgate I think we've got something that could be very special there so you know President Skuvenek may tell me tomorrow that a building is going to be built there but right now I like the energy and the atmosphere that it's brought uh, our student body close to Jones AT&T Stadium for football games and um, I think we're on to something that could really evolve into a tradition here with that space so hopefully we can keep it as the, the green space right now and continue to build student tailgating there around our football games. That is Texas Tech Athletics Director Kirby Hoka talking about that green space uh, left by the demolition of the Coliseum on KONE Lubbock. All right, it's the Rock and pregame, and when we come back here, if you are a Red Raider fan, you know Rodney Blackshear, great wide receiver for Texas Tech, and he is here with us on the Rock and pregame, and we're going to talk uh, talk to him about some of his memories of things and then what uh, some of his thoughts for this year's team, and all should be great. Coming up next here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and pregame on 101.1 The Beard. This Red Raider Outfitter Rock and pregame on 101.1 The Beard. Sponsored by Mitch Hall Chevrolet, Chrome, and Hook and Reel. All right, uh, Texas Tech fans, you know, we're getting ready for uh, Texas Tech against TCU tonight, 6 o'clock. It is homecoming. It is a blackout. If you don't have your blackout gear yet, and uh, you've gone through your closet and you just have you know red stuff. Well, you need you need blackout gear. You can get it at any of the locations of Red Raider Outfitter. In fact, we're sitting right outside the Red Raider Outfitter on University across the Jones. An excellent place to stop by the game and get whatever you need uh, so you can participate in the in the blackout tonight. That's one of the greatest atmospheres in Texas Tech football. Is certainly the uh, the blackout. All right. So uh, joining us now on the Rock and pregame, former Red Raider great. Rodney Blackshear, he is All here. Right. He's got he's got his son Ezra yes, with him, yes. and uh, yeah, man, I tell you what, I think we have, do we do we have a future Red Raider? There? Absolutely. Go ahead and yeah. offer him, right? Here. Hey, you, <laughs> it might as well. Class of twenty thirty four. We like That's awesome. it. All right. Well, well, coach, uh, you played for Tech eighty seven to ninety one. When you come back, what memories hit you up uh, oh, from your playing man, days? Man, it just you know depends on the opponent. Obviously, the good thing about today's opponent, I never lost to him. <laughs> so I feel pretty confident about us playing TCU today. It's just always about being about the, around the fans and just remembering, you know, so many things have changed around this campus. But the same thing that has remained the same is the fans' love for the Red Raiders. And so it's just exciting to be here and just soak it all in. You know, it's pre-COVID or post-COVID now. And I haven't been back since then. and just happy to be back. Fans in the stands, uh, hopefully rowdy crowd and we get another victory. What sticks out for you for a night game, blackout, night game at the Jones? I mean, it's super special. I mean, you, you, you go back years. I mean, obviously, the biggest one was the Crabtree catch against UT 2008. But I can remember us wearing blackout against TCU back in 89. Excuse me, it was red out in 89. Red and we beat them pretty bad, to be honest. So <laughs> I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. You know, night game in Lubbock is always great. 
What do you think about this year's team? I mean, they had the setback with Texas, but then the comeback last week with a backup quarterback, you're missing your top wide receiver, and to get a road win, and now you're at home, a chance to go to 5-1. and one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about it. You know, fans or fans, I love them, but think about <laughs> this. If we would have told you at the beginning of the year, would you be satisfied with 4-1 and one going to the TC game? What would you say? Absolutely. absolutely. They, would, they would love it. Yeah. But because of the way we lost to Texas, people are kind of losing their mind just a little bit. But just understand it's a long season. You know, those types of games happen. And we just got to keep on building on what we've been doing great so far. What, what, what do you like about this year's team? I think I love the fact that the defense is playing a much better, you know, tech, typically Tech is always thought of as offense. The offense has been doing their job. You know, we had some guys out. The center was out as well. Three defensive backs were out as well. People don't understand. When you're missing your top guys, that's the reason why you don't play as well on the second level. And so just the fact that we found ways to win games. I don't care about an ugly win. A win is a win. I can remember beating Arkansas back in 1990. We were up by 20 points. And they came back and almost beat us. And we won 49-41. And everybody was kind of sad. And Coach Dykes was like, what are you guys sad about? A win is a win. I'll take an ugly win over a pretty loss any day. And so that's how I look at it. When we win games, that's one more notch in our belt moving forward. Yeah. Well, you still hold the record, at least from the Southwest Conference, yeah, 251 yeah. yards receiving, five catches against Houston. But then the record was broken. Was it Joe Falani and then Fulani was it Wesley? It and then Wesley, yes. Yeah. They got me. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it took them more catches. Yes. I only had five, so I averaged <laughs> yeah. 50 yards a catch. What do you think about Eric Esukama? Oh, he's a great receiver. He plays the game physical. He plays the game fast. He blocks, which most people don't pay attention to. And so it's, to me it's huge that he does everything well. And, and he's the next, and the next in line of a great, great, great tradition of receivers. That is one of the most underrated aspects of a great wide receiver, Absolutely. isn't it? Because everybody always remembers the big catch. Mm -hmm. But people don't always focus on just the, a routine block that, that could play such an important role. Yeah, yeah. That, that was my role my first two years at Tech, to be honest. I mean, you can... Look back at all of James Gray's big runs. <laughs> I was throwing a big block. I mean, I'm just being honest. You reminded him too, right? Yeah. I, I remind him all the time. You know, I was that guy that threw that block. Sometimes my two, two, three, two or three blocks in one play. Nice. Because that was our job. Yeah. We, we had to play a complete game, play catch the ball, but also blocking. And that yeah. was that was a big part of why I played a lot as a young freshman sophomore. You know, Ronnie, I cover recruiting a lot, and so I always like to ask the, the past greats about the recruitment. They remember back why they chose Texas Tech, kind of what it came down to, and who else, you know, uh, was looking at them and all. Okay, well, for me, it was between Tech, Colorado, and uh, A&M. The big thing for me was Coach Dykes okay. um, and Coach Ford, who recruited me. And when I got on campus... The people, yes, the people in West Texas, the way they treated you, it was genuine. And you know, if, if you're a, a, a uninformed young man, you don't pay attention to those little things. That's all I knew about was being able to pay attention to the little things. And I just noticed how the people genuinely asked me about myself and my family, not just what would I do when I got there, but what, how's your family? What, you know, how big is your family? You know, what, how's your mom? This, that, and the other. Those little things meant a lot to me as a recruit. So. That's one of those things that either you get or you, or you don't, right? When you Absolutely, come here, yeah. like, you know, yeah. I know just a lot of students who came out here from, say, the Metroplex or wherever, you mm -hmm. know, and, you know, some people didn't even notice, like you said, but some people went, wow, these people, like you said, Absolutely, so genuine and down to earth and it hooks you, right? Yes, and, and I tell people all the time, you know, you know, we people try to bash this part of Texas. Right. I say Lubbock is the greatest oasis there ever be in the, in the <laughs> yeah, world. Right. You drive in, there's a bunch of hills sometimes. You come in from, you know, 182, I mean right. 114, you come yeah. in from 84. 
but once you get here, it's an oasis. And, yeah. and an oasis is not just the land, but the people. Yeah. It's true. What do you think? Uh, tonight they're wearing the throwback jerseys going oh, back to 95. That's got to bring back some it. memories. It's, again, when, when I see those, you know, it it makes me think I'm still 20, 21 years old. I want to suit up and play. You look like you still could, right? Yeah. 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 Right. I got about four plays in me. Three of them are blocking plays. <laughs> and one is a screen. Hey, it might be a touchdown. Oh, absolutely. Go back to that Houston <laughs> One out of four of my catches is usually a touchdown. There so, you hey, go. get me in the red zone. I'm you got to make I'm, them I'm count, playing. right? Yes, indeed. Uh, back, yeah. back. Yes, back in the day, we had to make them count. Well, uh, what are your thoughts on Matt Wells? Obviously, he's trying to make things happen. I mean, he's really got to get this team to a bowl yeah, game this year. Again, he's doing things the right way. It's like slow progress is great progress. That's how I look at it. Like I said, again, we're 4-1. People are complaining about little things, but when you look at the big picture, we're 4-1. And how many teams can say that? I mean, look right. at Florida State. They did they win last week? Finally, <laughs> they, 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 was in, they was in the top five for twenty years in a row. But right. they can't win a game. Right. But so we're better than Florida State mentally. Yeah. You know, that's that's how <laughs> right. I look at it. So we got to look at the big picture, not the small picture. Yeah. You know, and if they win tonight, I was trying to do the same thing. Kind of, I, I, we all here interact with the fans a lot. Absolutely. And I, I run a message board. One of the things I do, and so I hear a lot of stuff. You oh, know, of course. Yeah. And it's like. They, the reality is they are 4-1, mm -hmm. and the opportunity tonight, if you win tonight, you're 5-1. Next week is Kansas. I mean, I'm just it saying. Is, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm Play, just saying. You do what you're supposed to do. 6-1, and one. and then we're talking about possibly something special, right? Exactly, and, and it doesn't happen often. I mean, we, we pretend that it did, right. but it doesn't. So uh, appreciate what we have going on. Support the team. Those guys work hard. Those coaches work even harder. Now, you know, I've been on both sides of it. I've been a player. I've been a coach at college level, and it's a lot of work goes in to try to win games. And the reality is sometimes that player across from the, us is a little bit better. And that's, yeah. I think that's kind of what happened with Texas. They were a little bit better. They came in focused because they got their head beat in by yep. Arkansas. And they had a, they, was on, they was out for a vendetta. And, they, and all the media was saying this was a coin toss game. Even some Texas media was saying, well, Tech could beat you, you know, yeah, and all that stuff. Absolutely, yeah. They, they, weren't, they weren't looking past Tech. That, no, they that weren't game. at all. They were, they were focused on what they had, the task at hand. Yeah. And they lost to Oklahoma today. Thank goodness. I can't stand Texas. I want to win. But, <laughs> Always want to lose. But, hey, it is what it is. Uh, they did the same thing to us a year ago, up by 14. We lost. So I'll take that, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's one of those things, man. Like I said, the fans, I love them. We, you know, you got to understand that this is our team. Supporters, you know, have your opinions. Nothing wrong with it. But understand, 4-1 and is still 4-1. and one. Yeah. One of the things that stood out to me about the – the win last week was so many guys were out. At one point, the entire starting secondary was exactly. out. The entire starting like, secondary was still found a way down. to win. So, I mean, doesn't that speak to depth? I mean, yeah, you know that it more does. Than it I speaks do. to depth, for one, but it also speaks to preparation. The guys in the back, yeah. Yeah. you know, a lot of times you don't get the reps. When I played, we had a lot of time to practice. <laughs> yeah. Now, right. there's a certain amount of time that they allow to practice. So, the fact that those guys that were young don't have as much time in practice, were able to get a full weekend and come out and perform speaks volumes about the depth and about what they're doing as a coaching staff over here, in my opinion. Do y'all still have three-a-days back yeah, then? Yeah, oh, oh. oh, all the time. I can't imagine. <laughs> three-a-days. loved it. He loved three-a-days. He, he'll be at the dining table, hurry up, guys. we got to get back on the field. So we ate and went right back. You wow. like falling asleep in the, in the oh, middle of fall team asleep? drills? Are you serious, man? <laughs> Don't fall asleep because Dice will have you stand up in front of everybody and recite the alphabet forward and backwards. <laughs> no. and he can't get in oh, trouble no. now because you know, God rest his soul, he's no longer with us. But, yeah, it was a little bit different back then. <laughs> oh, now, how hard is it, you know, because I think, you know, fans used to go, eh, those guys are going to school too. But, oh. hey, win a football game. But how hard is that to balance 
all that and still, you know, study for a chemistry yeah, exam it's, or it's, something, it's, man. It's a, it's a task. It's a, it's a big task. Uh, like I say, it's, it's a, like we talk about it all the time as coaches and as players. If everybody could play football in college or sports in college, they would. Yeah. But the reality is it takes a special person to be able to balance all the things that are expected of you and stay off social media and not pay attention to now what people are saying about yeah. you. And that's one of the reasons, truthfully, and I've told Pete this before, I don't like going into games and sitting in the stands because I love the fans, but they yeah. are so uninformed sometimes. <laughs> yeah. They say things yeah. that they don't really have any clue about. So yeah. I'd just rather not. I'd rather sit with my friends and peers that have played and we watch the game objectively. Yeah, yeah. So, what about the name, image, likeness stuff? Like, could you imagine having that Ooh, opportunity man. when you're in <laughs> your school? I would have had me a hot rod burger. I'm not. I don't know who y'all sponsor. I ain't gonna say the name, but y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, right. I would have had me a, a special drink over there. Yeah, there you go. I, it would have been special for me. I think. You know, I, I think I could have made a little. And I owe money back. Now. There you go. Well, Rodney, the last time we saw you around here, I mean, you coached the arena football oh, team man, we I, used to have. I, then you coached over at Trinity and you, Christian. Yeah, and they're doing you, great. And, yeah, doing what great. are you up to oh, nowadays? Man, right now, I'm just teaching. I took, you know, I, I just, I have my son with me. As you talked about earlier, Ezra, and I have a daughter that's two weeks old. Oh, wow. Oh, so man. this year, I decided that it would be really tough. We talked about it a little bit to coach this year, but next year, I'm looking to get back in. You know, I miss it. I, I've been out two years now. And it's difficult. It's difficult to watch the game and not be a part of the game. And are you in, in Dallas now? I'm or? in Dallas. Yeah. yeah, I'm in Dallas. I'm in Dallas. So back in Dallas, looking forward to following as many games. I'm probably going to come back another two games. And after this, I'm definitely looking forward to getting back into coaching next fall. Nice. All right, man. I tell you, you got uh, Ezra with you today. How old are you? Two? He's two. So, okay. He turned and then two a, September 15th. And then a daughter. I tell you uh, what. daughter, Destiny, she, she was a huge arena fan. So I had to okay. shout her out. She always told me, don't forget me. She was, <laughs> when I was coaching her, she was here all the time, and she loves Lubbock because of that reason. Yeah, yes. yeah, well, all you right. You can hear the passion from him way all these years later what it means to be a Red Raider. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of pride. It never leaves. It's, it's always no. elevated. And I like hearing that, and yes. Red Raider fans need to remember that, man. Absolutely. Win or lose, you got to stay with this team. Sun comes up the next day, keep Absolutely. your guns up. All right, it is uh, Rodney Blackshear, former Texas Tech Red Raider. Yeah, let's give it up for yeah. Rodney Blackshear. Yeah. 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 Woo! yeah, you all remember? I like the ring. All right, yeah. man, yeah, there you go. All right, I like it. All right, Rodney Black here for a great Red Raider, and uh, we're getting ready for a homecoming tonight, Texas Tech versus TCU, and there's still lots more to come here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pre-Game. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pre-Game on 101.1 The Beard, sponsored by Cotton Court Hotel, The Equipment, and Weston Water Well Drilling and Pump Service. Time to look at the Texas Tech defense. All right, Texas Tech defense tonight. The defensive side of the ball, highly important tonight, obviously. I mean, it every night, but it's homecoming. It's TCU, and uh, defense has been, you know, with the exception of the debacle in the Texas game. I mean, we can all agree that was terrible. It It was, was for whatever reason, terrible. And, 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 and clearly, I mean, you know, Texas has some great weapons. They've got, you know, Worthy, Xavier Worthy, wide receiver is great. Bijan Robinson, probably the best running back in the country. Yeah, I mean, you can make yeah. case for that. Um, so, you know, you got to tip your hat sometimes to the opponent for being really good. But Tech just didn't really show up in that game in, in any meaningful way. But uh, tonight, um, you know, so this is a very winnable game. So thoughts on defense? As yeah, I mean, I think the obvious thing is, Look, that two-headed rushing attack that TCU has with Zach Evans, who's a special talent. I mean, 
coming out of high school. I, actually, him and uh, he was a five star, right? Oh yeah, I think I was he. I think he was committed to Alabama at one point, and then I think Ohio State. And he has some drama, and uh, you know, ended up at TCU. And he's tearing it up. He looks like a five star. I mean, yeah. I talked to uh, I mentioned Jeremy Clark, the publisher of the the TCU twenty four seven site. Uh, Horn Frogs Blitz, and I asked him about Zach Evans, and he compared him. He said, "Look, I'm not saying he's as good as Ladanian Tomlinson, but uh, Jeremy Clark's been covering Texas Tech for like 20 years, or TCU for 20 years, excuse me." And he said he compares, at least in terms of the ability, having yeah. be, having that ceiling as Ladanian Tomlinson. Which that's, I mean, come on, right. and this guy's not hyperbolic either. Yeah. You know, uh, he also said, T- by the way. I'm, which we'll get to next time. This is the worst rush defense that TCU's had in 20 years. So, yeah. uh, but Zach Evans is legit. Max Duggan, I mean, come on, we know what he can do. He's torn Tech up the last yeah. couple of years. Tore him up last. Year. Really bad. So, I mean, those two guys. It, that's it. Now they have some nice skill position players. They have uh, a pretty good red zone target. They're getting, I think, at least one of those guys back, a six-four dude. And they have a bunch of those little. We were talking about in the recruiting segment those little uh, fast, quick twitch kind of slot dudes where you know that are really good in space. That can hurt you. And tech, that's Tech's weakness on defense is their pass defense. So they can hurt you. But to me, it all starts with not you know basically bottling Duggan and and Evans. Yeah. So and if Tech has something you can point to to be maybe a a strength or something you feel good about as far as who you're up against, you know, with a rushing, uh, you know, great rusher and all, but you've got a, a solid defensive line, you've yes. got a great linebacking core, and so if you're going to stop the run, Tech is pretty well positioned for that. The injuries have really hit the, the defensive backs and all. They have, so. but I think that hurts more in pass defense than I do rush defense. A lot of the guys that right. are they're filling in, whether they be Adrian Fry, um, Rabbit, uh, Taylor Demerson, you know, uh, those guys, they don't mind coming up and playing and run defense. So I'm not worried about that as much. I'm worried about, okay, are they going to get lined up? Are we going to see the Texas defense? Right. Or are we going to see the defense that came out and knew what they were doing? They got lined up. They were very uh, what's the word, disciplined in their run fit. And they seemed responsibilities. aggressive. And then you had Colin Schooler, who was the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week last week, yeah. 15 tackles, that big strip sack really set the tone for the game. He was flying all over the place. Rico Jeffers was doing his thing. He did a lot of little things that didn't really register in the in the in the stat sheet. Rico did that that changed some things for for Texas Tech, especially in that first half. So, and I'll tell you another thing. The coaches talked about it, Pete, uh, during the week. They didn't sub as many guys. Uh, and I tell you, a guy who I think has a opportunity. He keeps coming back. That word, Josiah Pierre. He's a type of dude that in like they say the phone booth that whole cliche and then in terms of athleticism six foot 245 pounds former florida linebacker who transferred in i uh, could really run this is a really good opportunity for him to kind of put his name on the map i know like diehard tech fans know who he is but he'll have an opportunity so i think some one-on-one opportunities where he can make some plays that might make the difference tonight okay so uh Muddy Waters is out for the season, oh, yeah, we know, which yeah. is a big loss for Tech. Is there any other key players that I, we might be without tonight? I'm a, I, I think Pearson. I don't. I, I'd be skeptical if, if Pearson comes back from that shoulder injury. Unfortunately, yeah, I've heard that's it, a huge loss. It's possible clavicle or yeah, something. Yeah. I mean, he can, that's another kind of injury could be out for the year. Possibly. Could be. We'll yeah, see. No, so, that, yeah. that's a big one. But and I think this is huge. I do expect uh, Demarcus Fields to be back. I think that's ginormous. Uh, I went to uh, the pre- after practice Tuesday, and Patterson talked about Colin Schooler. He said, man, you look at that guy. He looks like Tony Hawk, and he's flipping <laughs> up his skateboard. But this that's guy, right. he said, if you probably didn't notice, 
he had moved uh, Schooler to a different position, yeah. and he got that strip sack. The guy is just naturally gifted, and uh, a lot of people say he's like Zach Thomas, and today are the throwback jerseys from Zach Thomas. So I'd like to see if Colin Schooler does something good, I'm going to call Zach Thomas and set those two up because Schooler said he has never yes. talked to Zach Thomas. All right. Yeah, yeah maybe gonna, he can channel some Zach can't, Thomas today. You can't today. beat Pete in that regard, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I tell you what, to speak to that, you look at Colin Schooler, and I mean, he didn't look like a – like one of the best linebackers in all power five football. And if you look at his stats, that, that statement, uh, there are no stats back up that statement. He just looks like some guy, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, he's got the long hair and all that. I mean, uh, but in terms of like who I'd least want to be in a cage mat fight, yeah. like match fight, I guess Colin Schooler's up there because he's smart, he's aggressive, and I just feel like he's just going to keep coming back yeah. for more. You know, I mean, you have to like, like Dracula. You yeah, have to like just really put him out of commission to, to beat him. You know? Those are the kind of guys that you love to watch and guys that teams need, I think, is, you know, when you everything's so much geared to these measurables these right. days. You guy, what can you run the 40 and how, you know, all these things. Sometimes, though, when you got a guy out there, he may not be the fastest, he may not be the biggest, he may not, but, man, guys that just they're just born to be football players. They have an instinct for yeah. football. They, they know where the ball is. They just somehow, when it's game day, they show up. Schooler is that type of player. You I mean, know? look at some of our favorite linebackers, you know, let's say of our lifetime. Obviously, yeah. you mentioned Zach. He's yeah. up there. I mean, that guy. I mean, look, again, not someone I'd ever want to fight. All right? You know, <laughs> right, I right. mean, that guy's uh, legendary in terms of that regard. Uh, and he even told us he was a bit of a meathead when he showed on campus. Yeah. Which, I mean, who wasn't, you know, right. when you're that age? Yeah. But then look at, like, Ray Lewis. Right. Ray Lewis wasn't big. You know, I mean, he was, like, barely six foot, 200 yeah. nothing coming out of high school. You know, Miami was like, hey, this guy's a stud. He's winning uh, every state championship of football and wrestling. You know, so they were smart. But those guys didn't have the measurables. They were smart. They were aggressive, mean, physical. And you had to... Like I said, like Dracula, you had to like cut their head off to beat yeah. him. You know, I mean, yeah. There's good. some guys who were just born to play football, and yes. uh, Schooler just seems to be one of those guys. So he should be a key player for Texas Tech tonight as they get ready to take on TCU in the homecoming game. Kickoff six o'clock tonight. You got to be at the game tonight. It's a blackout, but if you can't be at the game, I mean, you know, there's very few excuses as to why you couldn't be here. But if you if you can't be here, then the game's on ESPN tonight. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on 101.1 The Beer. Sponsored by Meineke, Zonko, and Bud Light. It's back, and Pete wants to know, and so do I, to rock or roll. Hey, how does this work, Jeff? Well, funny you should ask. Rock means you agree oh. with the stat I give out, or you think it'll be more than that. Roll, of course, means you think it'll be less than that. It's it's pretty simple. You know, if you look at the scoreboard, remember you know, remember last week we were talking about Pete's ten and O week. Yeah. Wow. He went three and seven last wah, week. Wah. And, Apparently, you can't beat Pete. And brought <laughs> Jarrett back as Jarrett went five and five. They're tied up twenty nine twenty one. I quote the great Rodney Blackshear: "I'd rather win ugly." And lose pretty. There you go. You still <laughs> won. Right. I've got the W. I'll take it. Richard. All right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right, we're going to start. There, what, do you, what do you mean? We figured it out. We're going to start on the Texas Tech side of things. Columbia completion percentage at 71.2%. Now, before you say that's too high. Very exact. That's his average for this year so far. Okay. I'm going to roll. Me too. All right. Thompson, uh, Sir Roderick Thompson, rush yards at 62. Rock. You may double that. All right. I'll rock. 
Yeah, I think that's a good decision, Pete. Because yeah, especially when they're TCU, giving up five yeah. yards, five point one yards per carry, two hundred and four yards per game. Yeah. And oh, by the way, they played Long Island. That's part. <laughs> and especially since uh, you know it doesn't look like Long Taj, Island. Taj Brooks probably not playing tonight. It appears right. Well, right. Yeah, I don't yeah, think so. So I mean, you know, you I don't take know him, that for a fact, but right, I, I don't but you take so. him out of the equation, then Sir Roderick yeah, should, and should have a big Chad's night. Chad's out. Jadarius Townsend's out for the season, of course. So right, I mean, yeah. you're talking about Xavier White, and then maybe. Cameron Valdez, right? who I really like, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no, he, he looks really good. Uh, Texas Tech receptions, 21 and a half. Pete? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock. 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 I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> Jared? I rocked. Okay. All right. Uh, Austin McNamara, long kick at 55 yards. Longest punt. It's pretty windy. It depends on, let's see. Depends on which way he's going. If yeah. he's kicking to the south. Yeah, that could be a little rough. I'm going to rock. Okay. Oh, right. Dude's awesome. Okay. All right. 55 yards. It, it's super windy. We've yeah. been holding our papers. Down there, I'm going to go, I'll rock, too. Are I mean, we agreeing one, on everything? I don't, I don't yes. know. Have we? Yeah, there's a lot of love. We okay. are the world. All right. Uh, Garibay field goal his for his long kick today. 39 yards. A 39-yard field goal. I'm going to rock. I think he gets one longer now. What do you think, uh, Jared? Roll. I don't. Does he have one on the year that long? I tell you what, he's he actually the, has a 39 yard. If, yeah. if he's kicking to the north, he could kick about a probably a well, 90 yard. He has the leg to kick a 50 yard <laughs> like in, indoors. So yeah, that, I mean, that that's, wind is pretty. That's much, not the problem. That that wind is pretty. They rapid. like right to go now. for it. Here's the thing: when they get around that area, Wells likes to go for yeah. it. Yeah. So, all right, well, uh, let's see. Okay, now on the TCU side of things, uh, Duggan pass yards at 224 and a half. Uh, you know, normally I would. Uh, Rock against Tech's defense, but he's inaccurate, so I'm going to roll. Pete, it's all you. Oh, uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to roll. Okay, wow. all right. Tay Barber catches at three and a half. Rock. Yeah, I'll rock on that. All right. Boy, you guys have a lot of love. You're agreeing You go first next time. There, okay? There's a, there's a lot of love in here today. Yeah. TCU field goals at one and a half. Pete, I'm going to rock. Jared. I'm going to rock, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you act like I'm... Okay. Oh, what is it? Them yeah, I act like okay. what? Yeah, what was that? Richard over here is bothering me. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, man. He's not talking about me. It's just the record. Oh, we oh, gotta, I'm not talking about you. We, we, we got a cage match coming up no. here. All right. TCU toss it. You and I can beat the play-by-play. You like that? Okay, it's yeah. It's a, a bold strategy from Sean there. TCU time of possession, 30 minutes, 10 seconds. Pete? Uh, so that's just a little more. I'm going to. Uh, oh, this is going to be tight. I'm going to rock. Dang it. So am I. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a TCU okay. 30 plus, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Finally, a rock and roll. Turnover margin. Ooh. Texas Tech plus a half. I mean, this Why is. Why you wow. get first this time, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> first of all, I've never sounded like that, but well, I'll, I'll, I'll rock. <laughs> Pete? I don't even know what the question was. I'm going to. Uh, are they going to be plus? Turnover oh, margin. One. They, they should go one. At home, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rock. Okay. All right. There you go. That is rock and roll. on the lime scooter. Well, we, oh, Good yeah. recovery. Thought, thought you were going to bite it there. Yo, those, have you ever ridden a lime oh, scooter? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Those, those are cool, but they, things could go very wrong if you're oh, yeah. not. If, let's say you've been pre-gaming a little bit. Yeah, a lime right. scooter is not a no, great don't suggestion. Don't do that. No, no, yeah. don't do that. I don't care. Don't, yeah, don't walk. drink in, in lime scooter. That's yeah. for sure. I tell you what, uh, first time I ever got one was in San Antonio. Yeah. And one of those, it was like a bird one or whatever back then. You know? Yeah. And I was going down the sidewalk right by the Alamo, and some woman just didn't see me and opened her door. Oh. And I was 
top speed. And it was like, I slammed on the brakes and had to do what this girl just did. And, like, yeah, I was going to be on America's Place on videos or something. And, but she got out, like, right when I was about to, like, ram into her in the door. And her eyes were as big as, like, giant plates. And I was like, oh! She started screaming, oh! Man, it was, but we survived. Here's a pro tip. Always test the brakes when you first get on because some of those have questionable oh, yeah. braking so yeah and all they right. go faster than you think I mean, that, you haven't been on it, that is true right there for sure all right there you go man not only do you get all about texas tech football but you get pro tips on Scooter on scooters yeah. i mean you know what what are the show brings you that this is raider outfitter rock and pregame on 101.1 the beer sponsored by fortenberry roofing wiley implements and hub city body shop It's the Bud Light Keys to the Game. As the ominous music tells you, it is the keys to the game. It's be a death match between Man, Sean and Pete right now. I'm telling you what, that, that music is, is a little bit scary. I mean, I know we're coming up on Halloween, but, man, oh, these yeah. keys to the game, I feel like there's a lot more riding on this than normal. Keys to That's survival. Riding. Yeah, all right, so uh, keys to the game tonight is Texas Tech gets ready to play uh, TCU. And this is one of my favorite games on the schedule. It really is, and we were just talking about this during the break, is how, you know, just remembering the, the history of the Southwest Conference and then TCU, you know, when they joined the Big 12, just renewing some of that that good history there's that's one of the greatest things about college football and one of the things that I, I i dislike about the current state of college football is this constant every few years of realignment and all the things yeah. you know time marches on there's progress things happen i get it but part of what makes college football so great is the the, the old rivalries and the history and the the memories that people have of games and and that kind of stuff you know and so that's why i always love when uh, tcu comes to town because it just reminds me of just a a storied past for sure. texas tech you know well and even then right now i mean i think the generation that's let's say the last 10 years or whatever here at tech their most hated rival is not like for the most well maybe it's changed here recently with texas right. but yeah. up before all this it was tcu right yeah because of the familiarity a lot of the the a lot of the student body comes from the metroplex right well and there's a lot of you know recruiting battles i mean texas oh, tech to be successful this is huge you gotta beat you gotta beat tcu they're one at of least big half rivals. of if not more the recruits that are in the house tonight are being recruited by tcu as well and are yeah. considering both these programs so yeah it's huge so this is another great reason why the fans need to bring it tonight for a blackout creating that atmosphere in the stadium you know, I think that they, they, they don't brought do. it, Jeff. I mean, we can see it, right? Yeah. I mean, we heard oh, Coolio. Yeah. Coolio did show up. He was rocking out, right? Yeah, heard yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, look, I mean, it feels like a college football game is about to happen. It know? does. So as we get ready uh, with kickoff coming up shortly after 6 uh, tonight for a homecoming, keys to the game, Bud Light keys to the game. What What's uh, your main thing, Jared? Yeah, well, I mean, or I'll say, like, in terms of X's and O's, again, I go back to stopping that two-headed monster of Zach Evans and Max Duggan, you know, on defense. But then also, it's kind of not really X's and O's, just from a mentality standpoint, what team is going to show up, this roller coaster we're on? Is it going to be the one that was focused, that refused to lose last week? Great game management. We haven't even brought that up. I mean, seriously. I was. It was two penalties. Only two penalties, yes. They got a line. They, they, they competed. The, the game management to get a field goal at the end of the first half, then obviously to run the clock out almost and get that game-winning field goal. I mean, 
it was Coach Wells was the head coach of that game last week, right? I mean, I, I'm just <laughs> yep. saying, like, I mean, game management this week has not been a problem. You know, it hasn't. So he, he it, didn't let it, he didn't let his sideline book get the best. And they of didn't kick on second yeah. down. Any of that, that stuff. Nice, I mean, yeah. they played yeah. sound football right. and they won. Right. If they do that tonight, they have a very good chance of winning. Yeah. Pete, keys the game for you, for Bud Light keys the game. I mean, the big one is to take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah. It's laid right there in front of you, a home game. You talk about you don't want to lose at home, a chance to go to 5-1. and one. And that involves everything, the, the fast start. They had one last week. They jumped out early, yeah, uh, and they only had 14 points. They had been outscored 42-14 to 14 in the first four games. Last week, they hit 14 in the first quarter, jump out 17 nothing at the half. Did you notice after that field goal, I'd never seen Matt Wells more animated. The double fist pump? Yeah, he was yeah. so pumped up. We need to see more of that from yeah. Matt Wells. Yeah. These guys have got to put it all out there today. Act like they know and make sure they know what they're doing. Don't act yeah. like it. Yeah. Get it done. And, man, we, there's no excuse to not be up for this game tonight. Oh, Blackout. No. Uh, night game at the Jones. No excuse. It's win or four steps back. Don't pass go and take your two hundred dollars. Make every possession count. Yep. That's always that's always a good one. That's a good simple one. But that that uh, makes a lot of sense right there for sure. And I think, I, you know, what you guys said, I totally agree with all that. But what I would like to see, I want to see the Jones turn back into a dangerous place because I tell you what, for the last several years. You know, the, I think that we everybody likes to talk about. Oh, it's one of the most you know scariest places to play in the conference. I don't really think it is. In the last several right. years, I think we've lost it. I want to see it return to that. I want it to get back to the days where there's legends and there's rumors and there's craziness of. Oh my gosh, they're going to throw batteries at you. The tortillas are flying. It's crazy. Tech fans are crazy. It's dangerous. You want to have a dangerous home field advantage. Now that may not be the official line of Texas Tech University, but I'm telling you. When the Jones was a dangerous place to play and it felt like, oh, my gosh, we hate going there, that's what you want. And I hope with a blackout on a Saturday night, I hope the fans come, and I hope it is a just a loud, crazy atmosphere that feels like 2008 again. I think that's a great point. The best, no matter the sport, the best crowds, the best atmospheres, there's a little hit of fear. Yeah. You hope nothing happens, of course. But there's just that feeling in the crowd, like, man, something could happen. Right. Maybe they might jump down on the field and rip down the goalposts. Right. Maybe. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, no or, one's going you know, for a riot. You're just right. saying I'm just saying danger, you know? There's a little bit of fear in the air. All right. Well, we'll see what happens tonight. We are just over an hour from kickoff tonight. Texas Tech homecoming against TCU, the Horn Frogs. Remember, it tastes like chicken, and that's what they—that's <laughs> always—that's what you always say about terrible things. It tastes like chicken. All right, we're back with our uh, our predictions for tonight's game coming up next here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' pregame on 101.1 The Beers. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' pregame. On 101.1, The Beard. Sponsored by Mitch Hall Chevrolet, Chrome, and Hook and Reel. All right, here we go. We are just minutes from kickoff tonight. Texas Tech and TCU it is the homecoming game. It looks like a great atmosphere tonight. It's a yeah. blackout game. you got lots of people around. And, man, it, it, it feels, you know, like you feels said, it's right, a big-time game. Does, yeah. it, it does. It, it has a nice feel to it. Uh, so it's time to make our predictions for tonight's game. I'm going to start because you know I always make my my picks on uh, you know my my day job is the morning show on KLLL. So on Friday mornings, 
around 740, you know. We, which is we hilarious. Do, it's a good yeah. listen if you don't, which I think most of the town does already. Well, I appreciate that. And we have, you know, we have Mudflaps motivational speech for the Red Raiders, which is always uh, exciting. And then we make our picks. And, and I got to tell you, I, I know I'm pessimistic, Jeff. <laughs> I think this is a game that Tech needs to win tonight. They need to win. I, I really think this is a key game for how the season is going to go. And But I tell you, I think it's going to be a hard-fought game, and I think it's going to be very close. So but my, so but I, but so I do think so. You picking TCU? Well, you know, I, I don't like to change my pick. Whatever I pick on Friday morning with my gut reaction, I try to be true to myself and just go with it on Saturday night instead of getting caught up in the emotion of things. And Rodney change. made you want to pick Tech, didn't he? He did. Rodney Blackstreet got he you did. hyped. I can tell. He did. I'm telling you. But but I, I think it's but I feel dishonest if I pick one right. thing on yeah. Friday morning and then I change it on Saturday night. So I'm just going to go with what I said yesterday morning. I've got uh, TCU 35, Tech 34. I hope oh, I'm wrong. Oh. That's what I think yeah. it's going to be. Heartbreak. Oh. Pete? Uh, I'm going the other way. I, although, you know, two weeks ago I said they beat Texas. They didn't. Last week I said they lose to West Virginia. So I'm 0 for 2. So I hope so you're picking TCU. I, I, I ought to pick TCU, <laughs> but I'm going with Texas Tech this week. I, I like Henry Columbia leading the offense. Uh, easy ease back. He had a huge touchdown last year. Uh, just blew by uh, the Horn Frog defense. I expect them to have a big day game today. I think the defense, though, has got to shut down Duggan and... Uh, I got 34-24 Red Raiders, and them going 5-1. Wow. And they win by double digits by two scores. I mean, that's that would make an impression on me. Okay. Uh, I, I do have Tech winning 27-24. And I tell you, going this is the first game. I, going into the season, I was like, I just I don't think Tech's going to beat TCU. But I, this is not the TCU defense we're used to seeing. Right. That now, maybe they'll, that, they're yeah. well coached. I have a lot of respect for Gary Patterson. Patterson. I used to co- cover TCU. Uh, I mean, I get that. He's a, for all his craziness and sweatiness and weirdness. He's a good coach, but but is he a nice guy? No, <laughs> no, he's not. That's fine. Uh, but no, I, this is just you just see him on paper. They give up explosive plays. They give up uh, you know a lot of a lot of yard yardage, on, not just on the ground but in the air too. So I just this is not the regular TCU team that we're used to seeing on defense, and I think Tech's going to take advantage, and I think they win a close one, 27-24. Yeah, it seems like everybody, for the most part, it does seem like most people that I've seen around the country, even they're picking this game, pick it as a very, very close game right. one way or the other. So, Sean, what do you think? Texas Tech 35, TCU 28. On oh, a last-second easy E catch from Donovan Smith. Dang man, you are you are like and next win the ball level. You're like next level <laughs> yeah. predictions. Do you, do you have like a can you see into the future? You sound very bowl dangerous game. to me. That's yeah. what I want to know about. Man, Scott. that is very that's nine, very specific. And, like you're a time nine traveler. And three, nine and three. Nine and three. Nine and three. This team goes nine and three, man. We're throwing a party. I'm so right no now. No kidding, man. Bud Light, our official beer of the Rock and Pregame. They better they better get ready to bust it Kegs out if they go nine tapped. and three. I don't want to know how many you've drank already. Shakes <laughs> will be floated. Hey, don't don't forget. We have to thank our Kettleman's yes. Pride Absolutely. Meat awesome. Company for their incredible steaks. Listen, I tell you what, I'm glad you brought that up again because, um, man, if you're looking for, you know, game day, everybody loves to, you know, tailgate. You love to throw some things on the grill or the smoker or whatever. But, man, Cattleman's, boy, there's some great cuts of meat here today. We've been, is this the T-bone we've been enjoying, Sean? You do this. It's the T-bone, and if you want to get uh, meat from Cattleman's Pride, you can call Eric at 806 
They're going to have a brand new storefront opening soon. Okay, very good. Well, listen, man, we highly recommend it because today uh, our grill master of the Rock and Pregame, Sean, threw these on his grill, brought them in, and this is excellent T-Bones. And we appreciate Cattlemen's for uh, being the the official... beef of the rock and pregame that along with the official beer bud light and uh it's been a great day of uh pregaming so uh thanks for listening and uh let's get to uh you know about an hour away here from texas tech tcu and hopefully good things happen this has been the red raider outfitter rock and pregame on 101.1 the beard k-o-n-e lubbock